Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. <laughs> I'm your host, Josh Griffey, uh, joined as always by my friend and co-host, Sam. There you go. That's what you do. <laughs> I didn't expect you to come with the pro wrestling intro uh, level of energy. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> that's my belt brother no uh yeah my co-host for now as you guys know alex uh still on a bit of a sabbatical but he has promised me that before too long we are going to finish over the top for father lessons and we'll be starting the pod gets animated month in which Whoa. we're doing fire and ice akira princess mononoke and i don't remember what the fourth one is but it's on our letterboxed uh list which you can <laughs> You can find us on the Letterbox app. We put all the movies we do on there. Uh, Sam joined me for Willow, which was fantastic. Yes. Glad to have him back. Thanks, uh, sir. Sam, today we're here to do a little defending. After yeah. all of our friends here who have found us, we appreciate you joining us. I forgot to mention, find us on all our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can email us at filmalchemistpod at gmail.com with your ideas of movies you'd like to see covered. And if you find us on iTunes... Leave us a rating and review. Help the show out. Hell As yeah. we're about to do uh, for a movie that just hit video on demand, somewhat unheralded. Uh, I really love this movie and then found out IMDb users just taking shots at this thing. So we're <laughs> here to defend uh, the movie I Trapped the Devil. I Trapped the Devil. Yes. Uh, written and directed by Josh Lobo. This is a first directorial uh, turn. And I actually, I thought this movie, for being obviously very low budget, being a very first time director and writer, well, maybe not writer, everyone writes a lot before they sell anything. Right. Uh, I thought this was a really strong indie horror movie. What did you think, Sam? Yeah, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it uh, was visually appealing. Like, it seemed very creepy the entire time you're watching it, even though it basically takes place all in this dude's house or out front of this dude's house. And like yeah, see, that's, a, that's indie movie glory right there. We call those contained. contained. It's like, how can I shoot this thing with nothing that could possibly interfere with my minuscule crew and budget? <laughs> uh, keep everyone in one location and just hammer this fucking thing out, man. Uh, yeah. This is a brilliant contained concept. It's actually, I was telling you what made me laugh most about this is I've been trying to write a version of this movie for a couple years. Because it's based on my favorite Twilight Zone ever, which is called uh, The Howling Man, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, it's about this guy. He's walking through the countryside in Europe. And, uh, you know, things are good, but it's raining outside. He knocks on this monastery. Hello, let me in. Like, you can't come in here. Some weird bearded creep, you know, like a Moses staff. You can't come in. Get out of here. And he's like, where's your Christian values? I'll die out here. (laughs) So they let him in. He's like soaking wet. It's this big, creepy castle. I guess this was just when, like, monks just hold up in fucking medieval castles. Right. And all of a sudden, he's getting, you know, chilled out. He's about to lay down for the night. I don't know what you did pre-Netflix and chill. Just, like, sit around and stare at walls and chill. You read the Bible, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, we have reading material. You can have this Bible or this Bible. That's why uh, there's This so many Bible books. some guy hits himself with. Extra exciting. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he's in there, and he starts hear- hearing these wails, right? And he finds out that the monks have this emaciated old prisoner Ooh. in the room. And he's like, these guys are religious fanatics. Yeah. You've got to help me. You know, they're crazy. And, of course, because they're r- weird religious bros in a castle, you as the viewer are like, that could be true. 
Like this seems creepy. <laughs> so essentially long, long episode condensed over the course of the episode. He's swayed by this man. Uh, the monks tell them, don't let him out. This is the devil. We finally caught him. That's why the world is cool. Mm-hmm. But the man starts to be, I don't buy this religious bullshit. He's swayed. He lets the howling man out. It has this all time iconic moment of as the man starts walking, every time he passes a pillar, he starts looking more and more like your classic Satan with the horns and the cape and all that. Oh, shit. And he just turns and is smiling at this man. And as he runs out the front door, the man collapses to his knees and the monks are like, what have you let loose on this world? <laughs> and that's how World War II started. Oh, okay. And so then the ending of the episode, classic Twilight Zone, this guy's in his apartment in New York telling his maid, it seems weird. I have a guy locked in my bedroom. Don't let him out. It's the devil. (laughs) (laughs) And you can tell the cycle's going to continue. But that's this movie is essentially that episode, right? So we start off with – this is a part that I'm a little stuck on. So we start off with a husband and wife going to visit uh, the man's brother, right? Right. They show up, and this is – they drive for apparently a very long time. Unannounced holiday poppin'? Yeah. These people – this is a debate you have the rest of the movie is, are these people unwitting agents of the devil? <laughs> and I was like, yes, they're horrible people. I don't people. think I had that debate, actually. <laughs> I never thought that. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't get there with me. No, uh, I was just we'll like, that's this. his brother. They drove, didn't tell this guy were com- what, that they were coming – just decided they were going to stay more than, like, a visit, proceeded to fucking mock his housekeeping abilities and his artwork, and uh, <laughs> judge the shit out of him. These are not cool people. I think they were sleeper agents of the devil the whole time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that could actually be... That's probably not what what the director was going for, but I could see why you think that... <laughs> well, you have one of those families where you uh, tell each other that you're coming to visit them. There is almost nothing I hate more than the unannounced pop-in. Yeah, that was big. You know what it is. You get home. You're like, oh, man, I can take the pants off. Uh, Especially, and it always happens to me when, like, my wife and kids aren't here. They're doing, like, a wholesome activity. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going to take the pants off and watch whatever's on Shudder and get real greasy with myself. (laughs) Next thing you know, it's just that, hey, I'm here. Let's talk about the 90s and our family dramas of the past. And you're like, no. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the unannounced pop-in uh, is definitely a mark of Satan to me. <laughs> Would <laughs> yeah, you be stoked if all of a sudden you were just sitting there on date night with Taryn and you just heard a knocking at the door and it was your family and they just walked in and started talking shit about your whole life and place? Uh, it would be weird since I'm 3,000 miles away from them. But <laughs> that, would, see, that would be exceptionally weird. That would be super weird, especially if they're like, well, we just decided to drive up <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. Uh, anywho, that fucking bothered me. It, they did another thing that I, is my least favorite thing where they started us at the end, right? So the cold open is actually the ending of the film. Oh, no, wait, I didn't. With police officers staring at the screen, remember? That was the open? That was the open. And then we cut to the uh, the car showing up and they, they oh, introduced. Right, uh, right. And the brother is very, he almost looks like a tweaker, right? And he's like, you guys can't stay. You got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, the other brother immediately aggro, which lets us know these guys have had a long-term combative relationship. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I'm an un- unannounced pop inner, and we don't take no for an answer. We're staying. Fuck you. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to drive home, you son yeah, of a bitch. Like, we came here to ruin your weekend, and we are not leaving until we And it seemed like, like the uh, 
I don't know which one was the older brother. I'm assuming the guy that came to visit was probably the older brother. Yeah, he seemed like he had older brother energy. And he uh, he seemed sort of successful. He's wearing a sweater and like drinking well, fancy they drinks. Say he was a teacher who was getting promoted, right? Maybe like a professor level teacher. And she had yeah. some kind of, she had just gotten a new secretarial oh, yeah. promotion. Right. So like their names are Matt and Karen. And then the crazy brother who's at the house is Steve. Steve. Never basic white Steve. people names. This right. is basic white people character naming. Minnesota. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Steve has this immediate, like, I can't. And then they added another weird wrinkle, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, as soon as uh Matt's wife, Karen, walks in, all of a sudden, Steve, like, loosens up, right? It's very uh, Naomi Watson, King Kong. <laughs> where all of a sudden, he's like, okay, what? now I'll be cool and you can stay, right? She sues the savage beast of Steve. Yeah, well, I mean, he probably hasn't seen many girls locked up in that house there. Well, I was like, did he have a thing with her in the past? Well, it seems a little shady for a moment. They looked at each other for long periods of time. They had, like, some glances that lasted a little bit too long for a normal, uh, you know, friendship or whatever. (laughs) Right, which is weird because we learn later in the movie that Steve has lost his wife and child. To a drunk driver. Yeah, so... I was like, oh, my God, were you guys cheating on your spouses? And now this is a double exposure. I, it was a weird there was a weird sexual tension. It felt with them uh, beyond just the sympathetic sister, because Steve obviously is completely just a ruin of a man. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Which is this. This movie has a lot of fun wrinkles for me. I love when I find weird choices where all of a sudden I'm like, that's something I can theorize about. Uh, I like that Steve, in the midst of a full emotional breakdown, not sleeping, gathering a gun, drinking, locking something in the basement, covering it with crosses, and then switching out his light bulb for a blood red light, was also <laughs> like, I need to take the time to decorate the house for Christmas. <laughs> well, wasn't there something about that, though? That That's how his parents used to do it. So I think okay. he was latching on to like an old family tradition. He was basically trying to live as a child before he met his wife and kid died. right but before they tell us because they slowly unfurl some of the backstory mm-hmm. you're just like oh look at this psychopath who's really into christmas decorating <laughs> well it almost looked like he was using like like in college when we used christmas lights as our actual lights yes because we didn't have any lights that's so fun yeah all college kids used to do that and then stranger things made it iconic <laughs> yeah but it's that useful. used to be a real deal it's useful for contacting other planes <laughs> Yeah, we used to do a lot of rituals in our house. Probably not a great idea. That seems like maybe what happened with Steve. Um, <laughs> maybe we, we should have locked someone in the basement. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we locked a blow-up doll down there because we thought she was possessed. I don't know what that works for. Unclean. It was, it was kind of the adult parody of Annabelle was our college house experience. Oh, dude, what, what a badass movie that would be. The blow-up doll comes back right. for revenge. This time <laughs> she's, she's fucking you. This time you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey time. Hollywood, send us our movie checks. <laughs> and then she, there's a scene where she blows someone up, and she's like, "Blow that up," or something, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll work on the dialogue. We'll okay. hammer out the dialogue. You, you can write it. You can write yeah. it. We have a good poster. That's yeah. as far as we've gotten. Um. All right. Let's start going through some of the mysteries of this. Okay. What do you think is going on with the TV in this household? Oh, that's a tough one to start with. I'm not sure, dude. I, uh, well, before we even start that, do you, what, what's your initial thought when you find out that he has someone locked up in the basement? 
My thought is, is every time one of my brothers would say to me, do you trust me? Yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> I know the immediate reaction is no, no, no fuck no. <laughs> Uh, text me later to let me know you're okay, and I leave the house. And then you leave. Yeah, yeah that's what I was. You are definitely too. about to be pulled into a criminal enterprise. Um, yeah. Why didn't they call the cop? I don't know, man. Like, just like they do I, a weird character shift at this point. But are you asking me what I think is in the basement? Yeah. What do you think is in the basement initially? Initially, it's odd because. It takes a moment for them to go down there and expose it. We know that Steve has a reaction to the door. Or not Steve, uh, Matt, right? The other brother, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. He has a reaction to the door and what he's seeing. And it seems to be shaking him to the core. But we don't know why or what. And S- Steve lets us know, the crazy brother, that he can't hear whatever his brother's hearing, right? It's kind of a, it's different for each person. That's what he says, yeah. Yeah, what we hear is, you know, this man knocking on the door, help me, help me, just let me see you, whatever. And he keeps saying, I want to see my family. Yeah, to me, I wondered if this was going to turn out in one of those, uh, there is nothing behind that door kind of movies. Gotcha. Maybe some kind of parallel black mirror, you know, dimension where it's reflecting back your innermost fears. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that would explain the the creepy setting of the house, the trapped in the Christmas decorative period, that maybe all of these characters are in some form of purgatory. Right, they're already dead or something. Yeah, I thought maybe this guy was going to be the Virgil walking them through their own hell. Well, and also because you see, one thing that would probably make you think that is the very first scene with the wife is she picks up some bullet casings right out front of the house, and they never really talk about that. Yeah, what, what he was shooting at. Yeah, what was um, he shooting at? He's pretty out in the open, so I guess you could assume he's shooting at... Birds. Because that, that's the other thing. They never explain how he came across the devil and trapped it. No. Or, Which I, or at I least like whatever that never... we're supposed to believe is the devil. Yeah, was like, yeah, that's that's a good point. And I kind of like how they don't they don't really go over that. It's, it's cool. Yeah, because they go through his theory of he tracked it through following bad news, essentially, right? That once mm-hmm. he was a victim of terrible news... He became more aware to it, right? And this uh, this evil that's in the world. This is actually one of my favorite things they added in the movie is this theory of man's evil versus pure evil, right? Yeah, there's always going to be man's evil. Right. Man's e- evil will always exist because we have vanity and greed, right? That no matter what we have, we are genetically predisposed to assume someone's getting a better deal than, than us and we need to take it from them or hurt them, right? And that evil would equate to like manslaughter thievery yeah what's well, jealousy you know, fucking someone else's wife car yeah. theft burning someone's house down you know uh robbing a convenience store all those kind of normal crimes and then yeah. he talks about there's actually pure evil right and they, mm-hmm. the phrase they use which i loved was curated suffering yeah like planned out so, that's what that means right like planned yeah out. this is essentially a being that is only here to toy with us right there is no greater goal other than, you know, them getting their demonic rocks off. They enjoy watching us suffer from, and this is the other thing, right? Not suffer from our vanity, our man's greed, but suffer from uh, things that come out of nowhere, right? Like his wife and kid being killed, not based on any action that they had taken, but by the misdeed of another, right? A drunk driving incident. Yep, random Uh, chance kind of almost. Yeah, and that is a really scary way to frame the devil, 
Because we all think, oh, he's trying to manipulate us and give us deals. And you're like, no, what if he's just here to laugh in our fucking faces? Well, yeah, people think the devil cares about me. He wants me to join his side. But what if he just wants you to suffer? That's the scary yeah. part. Yeah. What if he's just like, I'm fucked. Now you're fucked. Uh, you know, they even write in your fucking ancient old fairy tale book that God is all powerful. I'm not winning the throne back. So I'm here yeah. to have a good time and party. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And, yeah, if and it's, he likes it's violence. Oh, my God. I mean, but it's something everyone can relate to. Also, right? it it's, could be a she, dude. I'm just going to call the devil she from now on. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> that's the kind of uh, role that I don't know that women are pining for. They no. want representation, but not as the ultimate evil. <laughs> no, you know, what? actually, if I was an actress, I'd say fucking, yeah, let me be the devil. Right. The devil's probably the greatest role you could ever play. Yeah. I, I mean, I Al Pacino did it great, greatly. Right. Greatly. Well, Lee. He did it well. <laughs> With devilish chagrin. No. I, I don't know. Those he was two a great words devil. Don't go, yeah, those two words don't go together. We're falling apart. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, I like the theory of the curated evil. And um, yeah, that was so super somehow cool scene. through following that through a classic, you know, red string board. Yeah. Which I love. <laughs> that's the funny part. It's always red string. Well, it's like, can't Have you guys make so- a. You know, I don't know what you have. Like, make a Google Doc. It's free. Yeah, where's the Excel sheet, dude? I feel yeah. like that would be more efficient. <laughs> Spreadsheet this so that when you hand it to someone, they can read your findings <laughs> rather than being like, how many times did you go back to the yarn store? Well, that's the, that's the thing is he, don't, he doesn't want anyone else to know the information. So it's like in a code only he true. can decipher with strings on the wall. That's true. Uh, how long did it take you to accept that there was an evil presence in the basement? It's well, kind of the next step of the question you asked yeah. me. Uh, was I'm it all the a... way till the last scene, or did you assume that the devil was in there early? Well, I'm kind of a a weirdo in a sense, and I kind of try to like imagine what a movie's going to be like just because I've seen so many movies. So at the very beginning of the movie, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, there's, there's definitely a devil trapped in his basement. Otherwise, what's the point of the movie? Because if it was just an insane guy, that would be boring. Well, no, that gives it that extra art house cred, right? What? Where somehow he becomes the devil, right? He is someone who is now curating evil. The devil's in all of us, bro. Exactly right. (laughs) Everyone who comes into contact with him, he inflicts his suffering on them, right? He is unintentionally, like so many traumatized people, maybe lashing out at any signs of happiness and normalcy, uh, or normalcy? What the fuck normalcy. did I just say? Normalcy. God damn. <laughs> I haven't drank that much, I swear. Uh, yeah. Normalcy and things that <laughs> remind them of the better past, right? Mm-hmm. So I like the, I was like, this could be super art house, that he is actually just the devil in this. Scenario. And then, so yeah, that was my other idea, was there was just like a tape recorder in there, and it was just playing stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's interesting. He He's did like, like a reverse Home Alone, right? He was using his talk boy, but... <laughs> Help me. He's like, I actually want to trap you in the house. <laughs> the house is the devil, and it's trapped you. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, so we're just kind of jumping around to things we liked about the movie. What did you think about the finale? Did you like that we actually see a devil? Uh, or again, well, I, I mean, mean you can we? go wild <laughs> with it. You don't know that that is the devil. I mean, yeah, there's lots of... Are you assuming that was just a uh, Hot Topic model girl that just was in there and walked out? It was just a girl with a very husky voice. Yeah, and a side P-tail. After, <laughs> yeah, after that fucking husky-ass voice. Help even Janis Joplin's like, damn, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it's some sort of supernatural being. Yeah. And you can only assume it's the devil since that's what the movie's about. But, uh, I mean, who knows? It was a little girl. It could have been a witch. See, I assumed that the devil took the form of his daughter, right? Uh... So that when she sought him out, that hopefully his last vision would be of his ultimate failure. Yeah, but he was dead. Right. Why? Well, I, I mean, yes, he was dead. But she spoiler. did go to find the body. Yeah, spoiler. Well, I mean, kind of all spoilers at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you saw... Uh, but yeah, so I I don't know. I didn't mind. I thought it was a fun ending. You don't think um, they just had it be a daughter because it's creepy, or a girl? It could have been. I like to think the decision had a rooting somewhere. Well, or it could have uh, been. But, the but cop's I think it's daughter. a nice. In a way, it still works on the art house level, right? Is that they went to check on him because they were worried about him, mm-hmm. uh, but they didn't really care enough because they never tried to be with him. And this is the weird character turn is as soon as the brother finds out, he goes from, man, I hate my brother to he could be right and we should never call the cops. While the wife, who seemed like a possible old love interest Mm. of Steve, was like, hey, fuck Steve. We got to get these promotions. Yeah. Let's call the cops and get out of here. So Mm. they came (laughs) as a way, you know, this is the is there art? Can we actually do selfless acts of good? Right. Are they only doing this act of good because it'll make them feel superior and better? Because they're going to help this guy out. Well, so in a way, they're possibly devils onto their own. <laughs> and then in the end, this guy's decision uh, does precipitate every horrific things that thing that comes after. So you could still play that uh, ending that that is the man's last vision before he dies that this is how he imagines it plays out well i mean devil doesn't actually interact with any of the characters is like no touching no no maiming just kind of dancing through the carnage which this ghost of his dead daughter that kind of goes with the original idea that the devil doesn't cause the well the devil causes people to kill each other well, that's what he says, right? Is that he plants seeds. That's all he does. He yeah, plants just ideas. Uh, ideas that shouldn't be in your head. They have no right to be there because they're so horrific. Mm-hmm. He plants it, and then our minds are natural gardens where these weeds take root. I mm. love that. But yeah, so I like the ending on just a practical level. And I think guys like us who like to bullshit, you could spin it way out into the art house ending. And just say it was a. Uh... That's just what just, the guy was seeing. Yeah, just say there was no devil. Yeah. You could say that. Uh, does anyone else... I'm going to get back to the TV. Does yeah. anyone else interact with the TV except for Steve, the main brother? I yeah. think not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, so, two things. Oh, no, missing. the police officer sees the TV. The police officer... The There are two police officers, and the first one sees it and then gets killed. But... but does he see the TV as Steve sees it with kind of the dancing static visions? Or do you think that in reality that's a closed circuit TV loop, and no, maybe he just sees uh, the basement? You think Steve planned it all out? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. I, the TV I couldn't quite figure. I'm like, obviously there's some kind of there's a face. messages from beyond the grave. It looks like daughter or wife to torment him. It's like a face of a woman. Yeah. Yeah, but you're like, why does he keep going back to watch it? Like, leave the TV. Is this man just going back to? see the ghost of his past is he that stuck that he would suffer just to see them 
Or is it in reality a closed circuit TV where he's watching the? He's actor trying to basement? watch the prisoner. Yeah, but it's yeah. super dark in there, so I don't know. Because when he opens the door, there's no lights, which is the creepy part too. Yeah, because that could be another Sitting realm in the dark. That would be the scariest <laughs> thing, dude. Just stuck in a basement. I guess it wouldn't be the scariest thing. Oh man, I've been stuck in some Midwestern basements after night on like larks. Yeah, it's fucking scary. Why are basements so scary? I I never fully understood that. I think it's a weird mix of the cold and the stone, uh, like the really old, like my grandparents, it felt like you were walking into an old dungeon, right? They had those giant like storm cellar doors yeah, with the giant metal lock on it that you could only do if you were able to see it and pretty fucking strong. So you get locked down there and you're like, it's wet. I hear dripping. It's cold as fuck. Everything down here is like rusty, old, discarded shit. It's all old shit. That's why uh, it's Except so for grandpa's fucking nudie mags. <laughs> That's the only reason we used to da- tempt it. Right. It's like we went to get to see some seventies pornos, but yeah, it was terrifying down there. It's like I think a, it's the lack of light too. There's no windows. I think it feels it's just like the a old grave. shit. I think it's old shit makes things old things make things scary. Like museums at night, dude. You ever been in a museum after hours? No, only in my wildest fantasies. <laughs> but no, <laughs> creepy. Uh, and also, no, I addicts. think old addicts things make you thing. feel uh, closer to the grave. They yeah. remind you of your mortality. You're like, like oh, all these things soon. were owned by dead people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, my grandparents' <laughs> days have come and gone, and we don't need them anymore. That's going to happen to me. And then you wonder, like, these old houses that have, like, little rooms like this is like, what was this room for? <laughs> before <Right. laughs> before we captured people and put it in. Like, we had one of those rooms in my basement uh, growing up in Frankfurt where it was just, like, way back in the very back corner of the basement, there was a little door that opened. And then just a long, narrow room. And I was like, what the fuck was this? Yeah, dude. Weird mystery rooms. You know, above our garage in our new house, we have like that mystery oh, yeah. window to nowhere. You have like a different dimension up there, I think. <laughs> yeah, you definitely ruined our house because now I do look up there every time it's dark expecting to see like La Leona. <laughs> La, La Leona, yeah. You're like, ah! <laughs> no, uh, man. Help yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the TV is kind of a bit of a misfire for me. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I mean... Again, I don't care if things don't all the way work yeah. and are crystal clear. It's used well as a nice transition piece, right, as we descend a little deeper and deeper into the psychosis of this scenario. It's a cool um, visual. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Let me think what else they added. I well, love – they just add a gun to this script. Well, he had a gun, yeah. This feels like an unnecessary gun. I was like, we have nice. the devil. <laughs> and nice. like we have the devil i was like maybe we could just resort to shovels uh yeah because this is kind of the weird where i was like we well, could fight with shovels whatever but i yeah he has a gun i don't know what he thinks he's going to do with the gun then she gets the gun so he knows something bad's gonna happen he mentions that he's had this person trapped for two years Oh, I didn't. I totally missed that part. I didn't know. He yeah, had he had mentioned like the last two years right since he had done this. that's what oh, i was like holy shit. fuck so I was like, that definitely leads to either it is a supernatural being or this is art house swag. Because yeah. they're not alive after two years of just well, eating, right? He doesn't I mean, seem to be feeding it. Yeah, I don't think he fed it. It didn't seem like And he does go down and talk shit to the devil. Hmm. Which is strange. So, yeah, that this part of the movie, I was getting a little lost, right? Right. So I was like, I don't think we need this. What I would have liked a little more of is more interaction about what's happening right because other than that red string room it feels like he's letting his brother in on all these details and then his brother doesn't engage with the devil but 
the wife sneaks down and interacts and then it's just like now i have a gun and i'm in charge and that's just how we're doing like the next bit of the movie uh the nobody leaves segment as i called it here in my notes yeah the prisoners yeah he basically holds his brother and his brother's wife captive yes and then i like there is a part when he goes down to talk shit to the devil in the basement that i loved which is when he's trash talking the devil and he's like how does it feel to be hopeless (laughs) how does it feel and i was like oh my god he's committing man's evil right he's going down there and rubbing it in for vanity he is stroking the ego of himself that he defeated the devil yeah Right. Which you know is inevitably going to lead to him losing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I like that scene. I really love the devil voice, man. The devil voice was used so fucking well. When it goes from the, please, please, I just need to see your face. And then he's like, oh, 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 I almost got you. And the, yeah. like, <laughs> And he knows everyone's names. That's the first part that really freaked me out. He's like, yeah, Karen. there is something about just hearing your name. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck knows my name? What's happening? Yeah, like, it's like when name? your mom yells your name when you're a kid and you just like shocked. You're like, uh oh, that's what this did to me in that scene. I really see. That. I thought that the, that that part was cool when he was like, I almost got you. But also that kind of took away from the whole theory that maybe it's not the devil. Because at that point, it's like, OK, that's that's definitely the devil. Then again, I think they gave themselves enough art house cover. That if you really wanted to twist and bend this thing, right? It's just a crazy guy? It's not. I feel like it's something similar to like the Babadook where by the end of that movie, you're like, they've done a couple things where you're like, this feels like it can't be real and there is no Babadook. But there's a lot of seeming interactions. I don't know. <laughs> this one I feel operates in that same way because they don't have any actual interactions with the devil in the movie. So as long as you don't cross that threshold, this could just be people imagining worst case scenarios and becoming paranoid. And I think the devil's voice was really cool that it's kind of this amorphous, you know, tonally and volume changing device. I thought it was a really clever way to present an actually terrifying version of the devil while essentially we never see him. No. <laughs> And the devil. I was waiting for the scene when the door gets thrown open. It's like, it's like a guy in a cape, right? Uh, They don't do that. They shy away, and then at the end, they show us what I'm assuming is his daughter. So even then, they still have a little room to run. Right. Uh, I don't know. I uh, I kind of do. I do wish that they would have. It would have been totally art house though if they just made it, you know, a guy. And then he pops out. Would it, would it have bothered you if we never opened the door of the whole movie? If everyone in the house is dead and we just cut to the door and then it is fade to black. We or, never see what's behind No, the that door. would not bother me at all, at all. I think I would like that. And actually, I think I if they just open the door too. and the camera just stays. Peers fo- into the black. Peers into the black and then the credits roll yeah. over that or something it would be really cool too. I think that having right. it be and the I, little girl kind of ruined it for me because I was like, okay, it didn't ruin uh, it for me. It yeah, just, no, I didn't. I was going to say, though, I think it's a testament to how well they controlled the pacing and the tension building of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is it felt like one of those they had done so much good work to scare me with the devil I never saw that they could have just cut on that door opening slowly and I would have been like, awesome. Yeah. Totally fulfilling movie. 
you didn't need to see her like skip off or whatever, even though that was super creepy. Yeah, see, I I thought the creep value of it made it a good choice for me, mm-hmm. right? Because there are always going to be, and again, this movie is a four point seven out of ten on IMDb. I don't understand that at all. What did people expect from this low budget indie horror movie? I thought this movie so over delivered on what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, I don't know what people thought of it. It's weird that it is rated so low. Right? The yeah. set is beautifully uh, constructed, right? The art department did great. The actors are good. The script is a little clunky at times, right? There's a lot of explaining. A lot of people just sitting and talking about something that seems like it'd be cooler to see. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that gives it a little bit of grounded realism. Well, like, we can all imagine seeing our own troubled sibling in this house. See, that I dude, thought that was cool. That dude was awesome. I thought the acting wasn't great bet- with the the... The brother, the older brother, I thought was not very good, but the crazy guy was really wow, good. And the wife was alright. Shots fired, huh? <laughs> no, just it just going at it. Just AJ seems... Bowen is gonna find you on the streets and throw bows. <laughs> Hope not. Um, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Your performance was great. Don't punch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding, dude. But it just seemed, yeah, it seemed very like, uh, oh gosh, you know, like. What are we going to do? I, don't know. I liked it, man. I thought considering that this was probably a really fast shoot. Yeah. Low budget, first time director. I thought they did a good job, man. Also, I hate in movies how people get stabbed in the stomach and they die in like a minute. A minute. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. So, yeah, we got to dive back in. We're kind of rolling around. Right. Um, What did you think of the vision scene, right? I had kind of talked about this is where the movie started to get a little hinky for me. Yeah. Which was, so they bring out a gun to shut down the uh, the momentum of the characters ping-ponging with each other. Mm-hmm. And the characters separate and go to their own rooms, right? This is the point I never finished, is that's what bothered me. I like the idea of them all sitting there, staring at each other, getting more and more paranoid. Yeah. Do you think showing characters group paranoia is more interesting than separating them, and now their mind is racing they have no idea what's happening outside of their own room? Well, I think that the the reason they had him separated was because you needed to have the older brother discover the room of the younger brother with all the string. Right. But that but that's what I mean, right? Do you think it would be better cuz they used the the wife essentially to go down and be tempted by the door while they're doing an explaining section. So you're getting a little yeah, tension. That was weird. Why the fuck did she go down there by herself, dude? Well, I think her theory was, I have the gun, I'll just let this person go, and we'll get the cops here and clear it up. Yeah. But right? then she that decides the not to do it. The victim is going to say, hey, like these people saved me, they're cool, they're heroes. Mm. Yeah, and then I think she gets down there and she's like, this feels very strange. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things, we, we get a little bit of this, where uh, like when the brother shows up, he gets a nosebleed immediately in the first scene. And people are just having weird vibes. They don't like the setting of the house. So, again, that art house, you can sway that either way. Um, But, yeah, so they separate the characters, which I kind of wanted them to stay in each other's vicinity, right, and just see them great on each other, right, the real coming apart at the seams. Uh, But this is where we cut to uh, Visions. This is where we see Steve. He's kind of dancing around Joaquin Phoenix Joker style. Mm-hmm. with the gun and then we start seeing him having visions what did you make of steve seeing the uh biker holding the the bloody decapitated bunny doll 
that he holds. And then uh, his wife dancing in the gloom only to be killed by a car again. And he's screaming, you're not real. Yeah. What's not real, Sam? What's not real? Well, I think maybe that was maybe that's happened to him. It seemed like that's happened to him before. If he said he seems like he doesn't sleep well. Yeah. (laughs) I think the biker was obviously the drunk driver that killed his kid. And the bunny was supposed to be like representing his kids or whatever. Right. And that's what I think that is. If you're with me on that, that makes the ending play as a maybe there was nothing. Right. Because that's his daughter. So by the end of the movie, we then would have seen the three people involved in his uh, personal trauma. The daughter, the guy and the doll and the wife and the wife. Yeah. Uh, The doll. You're thinking he had like a uh, Lars and the real girl relationship with the doll. And the doll. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Or, <laughs> or it was the guy that killed his kid, and that was what his kid would have been if his kid grew up, and that's why he said, you're not real. Whoa. That, yeah. That's thinking too much about it, maybe. The him screaming, you're not real. That's the weird part, yeah. Yeah, because that was, I mean, was he talking so was to that, the devil So was that, that actually really happening, and that wasn't a vision? Oh, now that's the question, right? Is this demonic projection or just a dream? Or was it a dream yet? I mean, it could yeah. be either, and I think that's kind of the point of the movie. <laughs> I think that's what the TV is too, right? Is that yeah. obviously this devil's projecting out. It keeps your art house alive because you could say, hey, man, he is his own transmitter and receiver, right? We're all our own audience. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I liked it. Um, Very I thought the machinations of how they move them around. I didn't like them all separating. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, we got the stuff. Let's run. And they run down to the basement without him. He gets back down there. But once they get everyone back together, the machinations of how the action plays out to release the devil, I thought were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, him having to kill his brother was a really sad, tragic moment. He just so wanted his brother to trust him. Yeah. What What are you going to do, dude? You got the devil locked up and your brother wants to free him. What's I mean, worse? I think you just take the brother, right? This is kind of the big overarching question this movie leaves me with as an audience member is, all right, so the devil was out there and he lost his world and this and that, and a lot of us lose a lot, but there's also a lot of good, man, right? So do you destroy your brother because you're already destroyed, or do you keep him and just be like, hey, man, I tried for two years. The world's got to fend for itself now. Because this is the thing. In a world where there's man's evil and pure evil, He's not fixing the world by holding the devil. The devil's locked up when he commits He's fixing his half most yeah. evil sin, right? So as his brother's locked up, he or the devil's locked up, he still kills his own brother, proving that the devil is not the source of all of this, right? That a lot of it is still within us. Or killing your brother is not really a sin in this instance. <laughs> You're like, he did come over unannounced. You had it coming. (laughs) And he wanted to free the devil. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking Steve's the good guy. Oh, you're going with Steve's the hero instead of a murderer. Yeah, just like Daenerys had to kill everyone in King's Landing. Shut the fuck up. We're not doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like Daenerys is like, I'll just kill hundreds of thousands of women and children. And then the very next episode, talk about saving women. and Never mind. Fuck that. We're not doing that. It's all marketing, dude. It's all marketing. That's on the Long Box Sessions, our other show. You can hear me very upset about Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, um, 
But I liked, I love that moment, right? The fact that not only he kills his own brother, who we see they do have a tender relationship that's just been pulverized by years of trauma. Well, he kills them when they're hugging, right? I I think it's like kind of a hug and then a push. Like there's about to be a tussle. He's going in for a hug and he gets stabbed in the Because he is telling his brother like, stop it. Right, like mm-hmm. this is over, and that's when the stabbing comes. Well, and he's walking towards the crucifix because he wants to remove the crucifix and open the door. Which yes. I don't know why they have to remove the crucifix to open the door, but for some reason, every time they do, well, because that's the holy mark, right? The devil won't touch the door if it's imbued with holy. I know, but if you believe that you need to remove the crucifix in order for the guy to come out, then you're consenting that it's the devil. So it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so if it's a normal guy, <laughs> See, you would. This huh? is the psychosis spreading. Yeah. Whether subconscious or not, he's buying into the game. But no, I think <laughs> I think it's a powerful, smart decision to watch the brother fully devolve and commit his worst sin, and then his wife kills Steve. Right? She does the of mice and men. Where Steve goes upstairs and just leaves her down there. She's like, Well, let him out now. Like I've already I've already destroyed myself with sin and the devil was hidden. So what's the point of this? And then she of mice and men's him. Right? One to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. The cops come. She kills a fucking cop. Wait, were there two cops dead? No, the second cop. How does the second cop get it? I can't remember. Well, she kills the one that's in the basement. The one that's upstairs. Because she what? She doesn't kill the second cop. Oh, she kills the first cop. The second cop comes down and opens the door. Yeah, yeah. he hears the voice of the devil, is kind of frozen, and then proceeds to open the door. Yeah. I believe he just sits there in the scene. So he's alive when it's all over. Yeah, he just sits there as a little girl walks past him and he's like, what the fuck? Right. Well, him opening it and being alive maybe takes away the art house shine. Maybe this is a real a real vision of a devil then. Um You could still you could still spend that. But I like that all of these characters are laid the lowest and absolutely destroyed and have become the most sinful with the devil locked up. So mm-hmm. in the end of the movie, the devil becomes this kind of red herring where yeah. we're so worried because pure evil's locked in the basement. Meanwhile, we learn that there's so much evil even without him. There's still I thought that was a really I thought that was a really brilliant way to wrap this movie up, man. Yeah, that's, that's not a, a, it's a beautiful point. It's not a bad theory. I didn't think of it like that, but now that you mention it, I agree. <laughs> yeah, because like if a devil had come out and just started mandying them, right? Like ripping them apart and rawr, yeah. getting blood sprayed all over it, you lose a lot of the, the more personal edge that this film has. I'm assuming the thing people don't like about it is that it stays very small and focused and personal and we don't get a little more demonic carnage. And is very mysterious even at the end, yeah. I like that, man. I like that at the end of the movie, they're not like, and here is the exact nature of evil, right? Because yeah. no one knows. Here's your complete story, you fucker. Yeah. We took the devil out, and there's still evil. How do we explain that when we're created by a perfect creator to, you know, resemble his image? Why are we still doing this if we take away the bad boogeyman? Uh, I thought that was a smart choice, man. I feel like a lesser director would open the door and then see the devil or not, then it's just like, everyone starts going Lord of the Flies and murdering each other, <laughs> right? This all happens before the door is opened, and that's crucially important. I thought that was, for a first-time director, brilliant choice. Well played, sir. 
I'd say it was a smart choice. Yes. Oh God, man. Throwing shade. So now Josh Lobo and AJ uh, Bowen is that his name? They're both gonna come and tag team <laughs> fight your ass. Yeah, they're little though. <laughs> Be like, man, I really liked your guys' podcast about the movie, but we got to find that Sam and fuck him up. <laughs> Good luck, dude. Um, I work nuts. <laughs> Tough Sam. Tough Sam. Join our Patreon for the live fucking MMA pay per view of Sam versus the creative team of I Trap the Devil. <laughs> I no, think they knock you the good, fuck man. out and lock you in their basement. Yeah. Yeah, that would probably be my fate. And then I- That's the sequel. That's the sequel. <laughs> what would you do, man, if someone locked you in a basement like that? Oh, now see, this is this is the exciting. I wanted to do the f- philosophical ending question. Well, also, before we get into this, before we get into, like, uh, extra shit, like, why didn't the guy just not take him down to the basement? Well, I mean, how long can he keep this ruse going before they're like, something's really wrong here? I mean, I feel like he could keep it going for, I, for two days. I think he loves his brother, and he sees a chance for actual help, right? This is a man who's been devoid of uh, caring and nurturing and love for a couple years, obviously, after this tragedy. He was tired of the responsibility, and he wanted someone else to handle it, I think. Yeah, I think he sees a moment, and his brother's being kind of a dick, and he's like, hey, man, I can show him that I'm the guy that trapped the devil— Maybe this will bring us to. I think it's a you know it's a very emotionally complex series of why he did it, hmm. uh, reasons why he did it. But yeah, I mean, I have no problem with that. Also, it'd be a pretty boring movie if they just popped in and then in the morning they had waffles and were like, "Well, see you next Christmas." Yeah, they're like, "Man, that's Steve. He's weird." <laughs> yeah. So on a technical <laughs> level, uh, it would make the script very boring. And on another level, I think, man, people are complicated. <laughs> that's a heavy burden to carry. Is that I am now just the keeper of the devil. If you went home and Matt told you the same thing and you heard a human being's voice behind that door, do you support your brother? Do you call the cops? What is your thought? I would just support him, yeah. I don't care. Knowing full well that you might now be an accomplice to a murder. Well, I would pretend like I never knew anything about it. You just lie, be like, well, obviously my brother's crazy. He didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, my brother didn't tell me shit. I would never I don't know why my brother's capturing people. But he yeah. probably has a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So you're totally, uh, you're not here as like a crusader against the devil. You're just like, I like my brother. Yeah, my brother, I, he might do okay in jail, but who knows? I'd rather him not be there. <laughs> I like that you're putting the good of all, man. But no, see, now we know that even without the devil, we're horrible. So yeah, might as well be nice to the one that's closest to you. Well, everyone's horrible. That person you're not that's stabbing trapped that in there is, is pro- what we're getting to. What's that? You're not going to stab Matt. You'll no. play the devil game with him. <laughs> no, I'm not going to stab Matt. That would be yeah, a bad I idea. I thought about that in this movie. One is like, would I rat my brother out? And I'm like, I feel like I'm... I feel like, sadly, I have, like, there are times you just have to be honest with yourself. I feel like for you, I'm, it depends on which brother. Cause no, both of my brothers. If it's I Skyler, think I would leave. I the best case scenario is I leave and play ignorant, like you were saying. Yeah. I, I just be like, hey, dude, let's forget like about this. Or- let's have Christmas yeah. dinner. Let's uh, forget we ever came down here. Yeah. No, just carry just like, on. Yeah, we were just not here at all. Fine. Support him a little uh, bit. Be like, you know, you're doing good work, man. Just keep it up. Don't. Don't freak out too much. Yeah. Thanks maybe for, get uh, Netflix. Taking care of that devil thing for all humanity. Good for you. <laughs> get ne- get Netflix and maybe take these like newspapers off the windows. I don't know. Yeah. No. Maybe put more stuff on the windows. Ma- I don't know. Maybe get make away. it make your house look normal so the police don't wonder what's going on. I'll try See, to help. That's why I'd he help decorates. him in that way. Yeah. 
No, uh, yeah, I think most likely I'm just leaving, but I would probably also call the cops just to make sure that I'm cool. Because one <laughs> thing for sure is that I don't want to go to jail. Well, you have a family to think about, man. Yeah. That's yeah, different. I mean, that's that's the noble cop-out. I would honestly probably just be very selfish and cowardly. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to go to jail. Yeah, my, okay, my Sam. Yeah. If you could trap the devil and take that burden on for all mankind, give up everything that matters to you, and just guard the devil and slowly go crazy and not sleep, do you do it? I guess, but I would not be happy about it. But yeah, yeah see, I you'd feel have like to. that's something I try for like a week or two, and then you're like, you know what? I really just like, I want to go see that new Godzilla movie. Uh, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. You can still go see movies. Well, that's the thing. You got to get a friend. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. But get remember what he says. He gut. says, "I feel that the devil has someone coming for him. I can feel it." That's the creepy part. Yeah. And the devil's tentacles run long. Yeah, and that's the thing is if the devil can signal people, why can't he just do evil from your basement? He de- Maybe he doesn't want to. Mm. Maybe the devil has found a new partner, a worthy partner to fully tear apart and destroy. See, that's the thing. We don't know the rules, dude. What are the rules? Can the devil cast his magic from within the basement door? My or- theory is there's no fucking rules, and the devil just allows himself to show up to this man who he knows is weak. He's just fucking distra- with him. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think 100% that would be the devil's play is I have weakened this man so much with this insane tragedy. He's so broken. Uh, This is a mark. I'll let him on so that I'm here so he knows where to find me. I'll allow myself to be captured. And what's two years to the devil? He's like, fuck it. I'll sit here and just watch this man go insane. That's like fucking sweet nectar to him. Yeah. And then he's like, I will call the uh, terrible satanic in-laws who want to just do a pop-in with no pre-call the suburban and then he destroys all of them who knows why that cop's involved why is that cop involved Mm -hmm. you know maybe he calls the cops too so that there is a witness to what he's done but also the weird thing is he lures in the next victim right this will be a big news story because of a dead police officer that is how he will find the next person right maybe he just leaps we think of him as this, like, global destroyer, right? Like, the Twilight Zone, the moment he gets out, World War Three happens. Mm-hmm. Or World War Two. This movie might just be saying to us that this tragedy will now lead to another tragedy. Just a bunch of small right? tragedies. Yeah, the family of that dead police officer. Maybe that's the devil's next Well, song. and that's what I was thinking is, that what if there's not just one devil? What if there's lots of these things, and that's what's causing all of this yeah. shit? You know? Yeah. Well, maybe every time a trauma happens to one of us, and we are so unhealthy and being able to cope with it, which is understandable, but maybe we're creating the demons and then sending them out, right? His He Bad created vibes. his own devil, which he then inflicted on other people that destroyed them, and now there will be more people who have devils created because they lost their father, the police officer. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know if I love that message because it's saying um, being emotionally devastated after a tragedy makes you an Evil. agent of the devil. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's not my favorite take. I'm sure there's a more artful way to say that, you know, uh, these bad things have ripple effects. But also is death like... Maybe the devil evil? always works like that red string, right? From tragedy to tragedy, just creating this web everywhere. Huh? Good point. Or it's just random shit and people make yeah. symbolism out of it. Yeah, maybe the devil gets off just watching us try and try and try to put it in perfect order, and he just laughs. He's like the director of Lost. 
<laughs> the devil Man, you're really going in on controversial TV finales today. But no, that's what what I was trying to say was uh, like. So you're assuming that the devil gets glee out of watching people because most most of the bad shit that happened in this was people died. But maybe he just wants people to suffer in general, and humans yeah. kill each other. No, I mean, that's what I think they were saying with pure evil, right? Is mm-hmm. it is just, it's all a fucking game. And as much as we try, it'll never matter. Because if you're dead, you're not really suffering. Yeah, exactly right. If if he just kills himself or uh, the devil kills him, there's no game. There's as long no as game, him and yeah. the devil are there to play. Mm-hmm. And him going down to the basement to shit talk the devil, right? To try to get his pound of flesh. Uh, and the devil gives him his meaning to stay alive. Right, yeah, the to devil him, creates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's fucked up. That's a that's weird. Super uh, fucked up. <laughs> I think you cracked it a little bit, though. I honestly, this is the kind of movie I fucking love, man. It's it's small, it's personal. Lots of things. It about. tackles a really big question in an interesting way, but also leaves enough what ifs that it doesn't feel like. Because you know, it's kind of reminded me of Prometheus, mm-hmm. that letdown of a movie where they're like. Uh, we're going to explain the entire meaning of human life as if it was a, you know, hastily written three-page paper by a high school kid. Mm-hmm. And so I like when people tackle the really big questions but leave it big and mysterious when they're gone, right? I Honestly, 4.7 out of 10, people should be fucking better than that. I thought this was a fucking fine, fine movie, a great first director debut, um, I'm sure I'll watch this movie a lot of times for the rest of my life. I really enjoyed it a lot. Nice, dude. I'm glad. Oh, my God. You won't go there. <laughs> what? You're trapping this movie in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? If you had to rate it out of 10, what do you give it? Uh, I'd probably give it like a 7, honestly. Just ba- yeah, I mean, to me, but it's also, like a 6 you can't, to 7. You can't base shit. Like, okay, taking into account, you know, this was this guy's first movie. They had a, right. a small budget. Like that shouldn't really be based in art, but yeah, based on that, I'd I'd say I think he it did matters a hell of a good job. Huh? It matters a lot if you're doing I Trap the Devil with this cast or Daniel Day Lewis. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it matters. True. It cha- and if they have the budget to show us more demonic stuff, do they make that choice? Like, and all of yeah, those is it matter. is the movie as good even if they have a higher yeah, budget? Yeah, this is one of those movies that feels like it would be ruined by a bigger budget. I I'm telling you I have a pretty stringent rating system, so I would give this a six, but I think that's a huge, awesome achievement for a movie of this size. Yeah. I like this movie. I like the questions. I'll want to watch it again and keep pondering these mysteries. Yeah. Uh, that's extra value for a movie. I found it super enjoyable. It's a great movie you can rent. Uh, I rented it on Amazon. I think it's on iTunes as well. Uh, guys. Find out if you live in a big city, they might even yeah. uh, show it here and there coming up. And it probably will be approaching. a movie that's going to be on Netflix and shit. I bet. Uh, yeah, this will probably be a Shutter. Shutter will snap oh, Shutter, this up. Shutter, yeah. Shutter is actually. The best I think it already app. is on Shutter. Everywhere. I was just uh, googling it. Oh, there you go, Boom. guys. Uh, I hope you go watch. I trap the devil. I hope if you listen to this whole pod, you've definitely watched it already. Um, yeah, <laughs> share it with a friend, guys. You Little movies like this. It. Yeah. yeah. We did it for you. It's fine. No, but little movies like this, they thrive on word of mouth and people saying, hey, come to my place and watch this. And if you show it to three friends, hopefully at least one of those friends will go watch it with someone else. And that's how these movies make 
enough money to where these people can do more of these movies, man. So yeah, I, I like love finding one... stuff like this that is worth the money. And I Trap the Devil is worth the money. I think it's excellent pacing. I like the atmosphere. I like the tone. I like the big fucking questions. And they made one of the scariest movie devils to me I've seen in a long time. I, I, I think this is a fucking grand slam of a movie, my friends. <laughs> Sports analogy. Uh, so again... That's it. We're going to get out of here. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, share. Hit us up on any of our socials or filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Sam, thanks for joining us. I think me and you have talked. We're going to start doing some uh, in-theater movies soon. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get to John Wick because of scheduling. Plan. But yeah, we just saw John Wick 3. Yeah, there are some great movies on the horizon this summer, and we're going to try to cover a lot of them. So... If you guys are going to the theaters on weekends, hopefully Monday or Tuesday you'll have a conversation with us. That's the goal. Booyah. All right. For the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. And I'm Sam Price. Thank you again, Sam. Uh, Thank you even more, Alchemist.